Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Heart Empowered Women Radio. I am Clarice Connolly. I am a women's empowerment coach located in sunny San Diego, making a difference worldwide and supporting you in having a conversation and listening to conversations that maybe you don't hear every day. And so today I'm really excited for this one. I have Danielle Baldwin with me. Welcome to the mic. Thank you so much. And, you know, my really ballot, my intention to have Heart and Power Women Radio is to have these conversations that sometimes they're light and funny. Sometimes they're heavy and hard. Sometimes they're the things that you can't find anywhere else. Or maybe they're the things that you know that you should be doing or could be doing or want to be doing. And it's a different shift in perspective or another way to approach it. Today's is a little, little hard, I think, but really good. We're going to talk about surviving the fertility process. And I met Danielle, and while her story has hard and sad and unfortunate pieces, it's very empowering. She has gone through a lot, and I'm really excited to have you on and just sharing a little bit more about you to our listeners and, awesome. and what you're what you stand for. Thank you. Um, so where should I start? Well, so yeah, I guess it's surviving the fertility process. How's it been for you? You know, I think over time it has gotten a lot better, but when I was going through it, it was really difficult. Mm-hmm. I think one of the first things that happens when you go, when you start to realize that you can't get pregnant mm-hmm. is for a lot of us as women, we spend a lot of time trying not to get pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. From when we're younger. And then as we all kind of transition through our lives, we all go, you know, most people go to college and then they get out and you get the jobs and then everybody starts getting married and you start going to all the weddings and then everybody starts having babies mm-hmm. and you say, oh, it's, it's time, right? It's time for me to have babies. And you start the process and it's, you're not having the babies and it's mm-hmm. not working. Mm-hmm. And my mom got pregnant with me when she was 34 and she was on birth control. Oh, wow. Yes. Miracle baby. Okay. I, was mir- I, was, right. I was a surprise. Wow. I am named after the hotel in which I was conceived in, <laughs> in Venice. Not joking. Hotel Daniela. Oh, my gosh. So you heard it here first, right? Like that. there's the 99.9% chance that, you know, you're not going to get pregnant, but then there's that like 0.01%. Right. So it does happen, kids. It does. Don't, don't uh, just don't risk yourself. That don't is true. It. That's what happened with Connie Bruno. Oh. And then here I am. Here right? you are. Um, So I think for me, when my husband and I started to try and have kids, um, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't working and I Mm -hmm. I couldn't really figure it out. And then it's not something I found that people really talk about. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, um, at least the way that I felt was that biologically as a woman, this is what my body is meant to do. It's Mm -hmm. meant to bear children. So like why why can't Why I do happening? this? Mm-hmm. And then you begin to kind of create this whole 
conversation about it in your mind, which is I'm not good enough. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not meant to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm broken. Mm-hmm. And as you go through the fertility process, you kind of lend your body out to the doctors because all you're doing mm-hmm. is giving yourself shots and you're going to the doctor every other day and mm-hmm. he's sticking a wand in your body and um, you're taking all these tests. So it was just a really hard time where you feel I felt very isolated. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody else that had gone through fertility challenges. It seemed like all my kids are just pop. I mean, all my friends are just popping out kids with no problem. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, I was losing my mom. So I was trying to become a mother. As I was losing my mother, who was sick, she had had lung cancer and early onset dementia and also had been an addict for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So it was just a really difficult time. Um, and I ended up um, getting pregnant through um, IVF. So I had mm-hmm. done several rounds of IUI. Um, I was pre- pregnant on a Sunday, and actually the anniversary of this date is coming up right around the corner. Um, pregnant with twins on Sunday. Mom passes away on Friday. Lose the twins a week mm-hmm. later, and then find out when I do my next fertility treatment that uh, I'm not a good hen, and I'm out mm-hmm. of eggs at the age, ironically, of 34. So um, for me, you know, I had had this vision of what my life was going to look like Mm -hmm. and I'm very type A. And so, you know, I was going to have this many kids and we were going to be doing this. And all of a sudden that that version is kind of like a a burning heap at the bottom of a ravine. And you're Mm -hmm. like, how did I how did I get here? I was just driving along this beautiful highway just one minute ago. And now all of these dreams are kind of shattered. And it's really what I've learned over the process is it's really just a choice, right? So you can choose, not saying it's an easy choice. <laughs> I, no, it doesn't sound easy at all. It's not an easy choice. Here. <laughs> but I think for me, you know, it was just a choice of um, how am I going to respond to this? And I can either choose for it to define my life in a negative way mm-hmm. and continue the story in my mind that I'm broken and I'm not good enough and, you know, I don't fit, you know, when people circle the mom wagons, which mm-hmm. happens a lot, oh, do you what do some diaper mean? service? You know, when everybody's in that baby age uh, and you go to these events, especially baby showers, uh, there's all this, of course, everybody's a new mom and they're sharing their experiences mm-hmm. and that can be, you know, I mean, uh, what do you say? I mean, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about your diaper service. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know about your little rubber draft. Like, it's really cute, <laughs> but like, I don't have one of those. In the same way, I'm like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was, um... It was really hard. And so then, you know, you choose, am I going to be this one kind of like broken person or am I going to redefine myself and what, what is that going to look like? So for me, it is I'm an amazing dog mom. Um, I choose to work with nonprofits that help kids. So I work with a charter school. I used to work with an organization called Kids Included Together that um, offers inclusion training for um, kids with disabilities. Uh, so it's really about kind of exploring different opportunities and, mm-hmm. you know, being a, a newer, albeit different version of what I had envisioned for myself when I was younger. That's so awesome. That's, that's really, um, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons that I like fell in love with you. And when I met you just really was just like so insistent on spreading your word and mm-hmm. having you on and, and really you take such light from such a heavy mm-hmm. situation 
and the way that you talk about it with like not no energy. There's a lot of passion behind it, but it's like, yeah, it could absolutely devastate you. And I'm sure that it devastates a lot of women. And I, I know that it likely still did. And mm-hmm. and you're choosing to be empowered by it and, and take it in different directions. And like, thank you for the courage to continue to share your story and share what happened. And, you know, listeners, like this is something that like she mentioned, like, and it really pulled at me is like, you didn't have anybody to talk to. And I know that there's not so many people that actually freely talk about it. And I'm sure that there's so many more situations. I mean, even my mom, my mom took seven years between me and my brother to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's just it. That's all I know. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, you know, all the depths of it. I don't know if she went to look at it. I don't know if she even knew that there was a, you know, thing to look at or, you know, people that's it they just give you the like nope there's a seven-year gap okay yeah you know um and so how do people find you like i want to make that like a very like if someone wants to talk to you about how it went if they feel like they have no one yeah i'm so open one of the things that was very odd so i'm writing about this so this Mm -hmm. is going to be coming out in a memoir that i'm working on right now yeah and one of the things that convinced me to write it is when i was um when i was working uh, i worked at a large telecommunications firm and people knew that I was going through the fertility process. I wasn't like really, I'm, I'm one of those people that like I heal through sharing, right? Yeah. Oh man, me too, sister. Me you know? too. So well, I, I feel like the podcast. if you put like the light on it <laughs> and then it, then, you know, as Brene Brown says, you know, the shame can't grow in the darkness mm. of that Petri dish. So mm. there was a woman that came to me and she was like, I'm trying to get pregnant. I'm having a lot of trouble. My brother and his wife just got pregnant. There's another Mm -hmm. woman in my department. I feel really awful about it. And so I kind of coached her through that. And I was like, gosh, you know, like if we just had a book, you know, there are fertility memoirs out there. So don't get me wrong. And they're beautiful. Um, But for me, it was just like, well, you know, for the for the woman that ends up not having the kids, like we need a book for that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So. In, order, in terms of where to find me, um, I blog on DanielleBBaldwin.com. That's mm-hmm. where people can find me. So D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. Yes. Right? B yes. and then Baldwin, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. Yes, ma'am. Just in case. Yes. Got that. Yeah. Where else? Yeah. So, and then, you know, I blog on Feisty Writer. There are a okay. few different places, but if people want to find me, that's probably... Yeah, nice. So I am so excited to dive into more. If this speaks to you, if you know someone that's going through this, if you want to really support your friends, support yourself, we're really going to dive into what to do with the shame, a little bit more about, you know, what happens, what to expect, and really just kind of exploring as much as we can in the next within the hour so that we can really leave you feeling empowered and in your heart and available to find another choice than maybe what's currently happening. And know that there's always, you know, I always like that, like everything happens for a reason. So maybe in this, you get to hear an opportunity that there's a reason you hadn't heard or seen or even thought about. So Really excited. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing and being so me. courageous to like take the really hard thing and make it something that everybody can learn from, I guess. Thanks. So tune in to our next segment and we're going to jump in more with Danielle Baldwin. I'm Clarice Conley, your women's empowerment coach.
Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. On the internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. In the military, things can change in an instant. The Navy Mutual Aid Association, we understand because it's our life too. That's why our dedication to serving the life insurance needs of our military veterans and their families is unrivaled. Navy Mutual offers superior life insurance protection without military service restrictions and limitations. A single focus on providing the peace of mind military families are looking for. That's what we do. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Call 800-628-6011 or go to NavyMutual.org. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Hello and welcome back. I am Clarice Connolly and today we have the beautiful Danielle Baldwin. And we're talking about surviving the fertility process. So 
you know, I'm just going to call myself out. So pardon the ignorance, um, if any. I, I don't obviously know anything about this, but I really want to create as much awareness and create mm-hmm. much possibility as I can. And so what I kind of see is this opportunity is like, okay, um, you know, say that you're speaking to the women that just found out that they, um, you know, are going to have to go down the fertility road. Yes. Okay, great. So fertility road. And, you know, what, like, what's some pointers that you found out? Like, what, what's one of the things that you wish someone would have told you, mm-hmm. you know, so that you could survive it or have felt more hope when you, I guess, yes. just get diagnosed? I think that there are a few things. I think, you know, for those people that have been through therapy and have gotten good advice, you know, somebody has always told me, um, make sure you interview your therapist because you're going to be sharing your deepest, darkest secrets with them. And I don't know that it's very different with a fertility doctor because this Mm -hmm. is somebody that's going to be helping you hopefully bring children into this world. And having worked with one fertility doctor who we did not at all like Mm. um, and did not have good results with and then moving to a doctor and an organization that we absolutely adored Mm. Um, it was a huge difference Mm. because uh, one of the things that happens as I mentioned earlier is you're kind of loaning your body out Mm -hmm. and having some sort of personal connection when you walk into the doctor's office with the nurses and the staff is really important Mm -hmm. so I would say that is one of the things uh, that don't be afraid to doctor shop yeah, thank you for like underlined all caps explanation point. Absolutely. Drive that home. Yes. I would say the second thing is people aren't sure just like in any other situation when people have terminal diseases or something happens if there's uh, some sort of family drama or suicide, fertility isn't that different in that especially with your friends who may be of the same age group having children. They don't know how to react and they're not really quite Mm. sure how to support you. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I was going through all this, one of my best friends became pregnant and she didn't want to tell me. And it really hurts your heart because you want to say, which I ended up, I did say to her, you know, I have enough room in my heart to be so happy for you and, you know, like it doesn't, it's not going to make me sad. Mm -hmm. So just being really clear with your support network in terms of how to support you, um, is really helpful. Mm-hmm. So, um, like the, I think what a lot of people say in an attempt to be helpful is like, oh, don't worry about it. Or the one thing that those of us that have gone through fertility will all roll our eyes at is the one piece of advice you get over and over and over again is, oh, just relax and you'll get pregnant. Mm-hmm. I, my <clears throat> so-and-so insert like be blank. so yeah, upset totally. I they, sucker um, punch someone so it's hard it's crazy they just they went on vacation and they they'd been trying for years and they went on vacation and they got pregnant and you're like oh that's awesome i should just go on vacation like all the time <laughs> then right that's the um that's the fix thanks so Doc. please if you know somebody going through fertility don't tell them to relax <laughs> Don't tell them that. I hate when people tell me that and I'm not even trying to get pregnant. It makes me so mad. Just relax, man. I just want to... No. No. Don't (laughs) tell me that. And it's it's so funny because it's like almost like dismissing everything that's happening. 
It is. It's like, hi, I'm having a ton of emotions. I'm having a life, like really big life crisis. And like, you're telling me to relax. Like right. I'd feel so insulted. Even right. if it's like, I'm having a breakdown because I'm, I can't meet a deadline. I like to relax. Like, right. no, no, it's important to me. I'm passionate yeah, I mean, about this. We're talking about my future <laughs> children. So yeah. like, please don't tell me to relax. Mm. Right. So best of intentions. So just being really clear what you need from people mm-hmm. and, um, and setting up a support network of people that you mm-hmm. can talk to and can really have open and honest conversations and will listen. You know, some people try and fix so if you don't want fixing, just listening. Yeah, you know, that's the thing that I really want to emphasize too. And I know it takes practice. Like um, it's it's like I know as women by default, we're people pleasers. Like we don't want to step on people's feelings. We mm-hmm. don't want to upset feelings. So like it's like doctor shop. I can immediately hear people and I'm making this up, but I can really hear people like, oh, but this doctor's worked with me. I don't want to upset them. Right. Literally like practicing it anywhere, like mm-hmm. practice it big, small, whatever you feel comfortable with, because this is you. Like you don't actually need to suffer with the same doctor if they don't make you feel at home or at peace or, at, you know, welcomed no. or warm or whatever. Right. And the same with friends, like practice, like, Hey, sorry, I said this thing. I'm really upset, but I actually don't need you to fix me. Like, I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. Right. When you start to like, you share something hard mm-hmm. <clears throat> and people come in with like, well, why don't you do this? Or what about this? And that, that thing just flares up inside of you where you're totally like mad about it or you're Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Like I know that it's uncomfortable and maybe it gets messy and maybe it doesn't come across the right way, but just be like, Hey, I just need you to listen. Yep. Right. Like just practicing. Mm -hmm. I just need to listen. And maybe they feel uncomfortable too for a minute, but then they get the idea that like, Oh, I can just listen. Right. Right. But you never gift them that opportunity if you don't sit, stand up and say it. Right. And yeah, it takes a lot of conditioning. Like I have a lot of, you know, male friends and significant others that want to fix everything that I say. And it's like you're continually like, and no, just listening. <laughs> nope. Nope. Still just want you to listen. Yep. Nope. Sharing because I just want you to listen. Right. And so um, practice wherever you feel comfortable and mm-hmm. then just keep practicing where you start to feel not a little more comfortable and a little less comfortable and like totally uncomfortable. Um, so I really want to ride that home. <clears throat> what would you say is another thing that you wish someone would have told you or could have told you or that you wish more people could know? You know, I think in any times in terms of stress, you get tunnel vision. And it's very hard, pardon the cliche, to see the forest for the trees. But it's true. And so you get so... You know, speaking as someone who ended up not being successful through the fertility process, your whole being, one of the things that I learned is your whole being is not kind of tied up in whether or not this is successful. Mm -hmm. And the kind of your mental clock in terms of, am I going to be able to get this done? It's very true. Like my cousin, Vinny, you know, Mm -hmm. my biological clock is ticking (laughs) like this. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're on this race against time. Yeah. And so um, just not only not being attached to the label of mom or not mom or whatever those are, but also, you know, taking kind of a a breather and a step back because Mm -hmm. the fertility process is so intense. It's Mm -hmm. so intense. And I just didn't realize the mental, it puts a lot of strain on your relationship. Hmm. because 
you know, sometimes sex isn't fun anymore because you're like, I'm ovulating, let's go. There's like a very specific window that you are trying to get all your stuff done Mm -hmm. um, before you get into the more formal process when you're doing IUI or IVF. Um, So just making sure that you're taking time for yourself, that you're kind of taking a step back from things Mm -hmm. and that um, you are to the best of your ability, which can be very challenging, focusing on other side, other things besides just becoming pregnant or, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a mom because it because becomes very all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. And um, when you get that laser focus, like I think most of us do when we're in that process, it can be pretty damaging because you kind of leave everything else out, right? Oh. It's just the Tunnel babies. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. are the babies? Um, so, so you, you don't mind me asking, like, what, um, I feel like, how long does that process take? Like, obviously, it took a little longer for you because it didn't. You know, I mean, I, I'm actually one of the short ones. Oh, so wow. I started, I probably spent two and a half years mm-hmm. doing fertility. And mm-hmm. I didn't, as a lot of other women will tell you, you know, I stopped with IVF. Mm-hmm. So there are other options that you have beyond IVF. Mm-hmm. You can use a surrogate, mm-hmm. you can get a donor egg, you can get a donor embryo, you can adopt. Um, so there are some women that spend a decade. Mm-hmm. For me, mentally, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. It was almost, this is going to sound a little weird, mm-hmm. it was almost a relief when I realized that my body wasn't able to get pregnant because every month is the you know, before when you're doing your own pregnancy test, one line or two, one line or two, what's mm. it going to say? Oh my God. Is it going to be a plus oh or a minus? Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> and so having that kind of settled, mm-hmm. like, okay, I will never see a plus on this test or, you know, the doctor's office is never going to call and tell me, Hey, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, was a little bit of a relief because you're not kind of pushing towards this imaginary goal. That's never going to happen. Yeah. And you kind of get to like decide to move on and then you get to choose yeah. And I mean, some women's bodies <clears throat> respond really well to IV. I mean, there are a whole host of physical and mental mm-hmm. and all kinds of factors. So some women start and they get pregnant immediately. Um, some women only need help with fertility with their first child. And then their body kind of learns what it is hey, to become pregnant. Like, so oh, hey, I know what this babies. is. I can do this on my own. <clears throat> um, so it really just depends. You know, I like I said, I probably went through it, you know, quicker than a lot of women mm-hmm. who just and good on them but i just mentally 10 years of that there's just there's just no way for me yeah and that's and that's the point where i guess for me you know it's just like okay cool it's good 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 to know it could take anywhere from <clears throat> two months to two years to all the way to 10 yeah so it feels like you know you're in it for the long sprint <laughs> and that it's not just like a not long sprint that's long haul long haul thank you <laughs> it's not just a short stint really quick sprint um, so thank you again. I, I just want to acknowledge you for sharing this as well. And the next part, we're really just going to dive into redefining yourself. Like, Absolutely. Maybe you just found out that you can't be a mom. What next? So tune in and we'll jump in more on Heart and Power Women Radio. This is so fun. If you heard that sound... You probably are eligible for insurance from Navy Mutual, insuring the men and women of the Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard. Here's what retired Marine Roger Knapper was quoted to say. I consider Navy Mutual's Permanent Plus insurance to be the absolute best available on the market. I like the growth of my cash value and the death benefit. 
I also like the fact that it can be converted to long-term care insurance if needed. Navy Mutual Aid Association, started by military members in 1879, serves active, reserve, and retired military today. Navy Mutual honors our military by providing them affordable life insurance with the features they need without fine print, sales fees, or military service restrictions. Value, integrity, trust, and stability are the cornerstones in which our commitment to you and your loved ones are built. Call Navy Mutual at 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org for your personal life insurance plan consultation. 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Welcome back. I am Clarice Connolly and we're here with the beautiful Daniel Baldwin. And just in case you didn't catch it the first time, Danielle, how do we find more about you? How does people who are going through some of the same things and or just already love you like I do, how do they find you? (laughs) Um, They would find me at daniellebbaldwin.com. Got it. Um, So that's where I blog. I have some fertility stuff up there, but kind of blog about everything. So um, that's the best way to get a hold of me. There's a contact me link on there. So Excellent. And... um, 
Before I jump into this next part, what what are some of the books that you think that you've read that have been like game changers for you while you're along the way and having done the journey? Pop quiz. That is an excellent question. <laughs> um, we can sit on that for no, no. the last piece too. No, it's okay. I would say, you know, now I'm starting to read. So I'm writing memoir, so I'm mm-hmm. starting to read more memoir. Um, I think books... I'm just getting. I'm probably late to the Brene Brown party. In fact, I know that I am, I'm, but I love I'm her. Late too. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. So right now, as of this very moment, actually, I'm reading. I thought it was just me, but it isn't, and it's all about shame, and Ooh. it's made me realize how much of, at least in my personal experience, my fertility journey was kind of just wrapped up with shame. Mm. And <clears throat> what does so what t- expand more on that actually? You know, I think that she does a very, I had never read anything about shame. Mm-hmm. And so it was a concept I was familiar with, but not anything I knew a yeah, lot about. Right. And she really delineates between shame and humiliation and embarrassment. And so the way that she defines the two is she says, you know, when you're humiliated, you feel that sense of embarrassment, but you don't feel as though it's justified. When you feel shame, you feel that same sense of embarrassment, but you feel like it is justified. So with fertility, for me, Mm -hmm. you know, I I wasn't able to have kids and it wasn't like, well, this isn't fair. Mm -hmm. My response was like, I'm just not, just like I've thought, you know, since I was, I'm not good enough. So it was something that I I thought was kind of an identifier for me and it was confirming my worst, darkest fears that... wow. You know, I wasn't good enough or, well, clearly you're not meant to be a mom because the universe isn't allowing you to have children. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it hasn't, I've processed a lot of um, my kind of thoughts and feelings about the fertility stuff, which was difficult because it was literally jam-packed in with my mom dying, right? So it's like a lot to try and unpack all at Uh. once. but yeah, I think now I'm just now beginning to understand it more cognitively about, okay, wow, this was really a lot of, more about shame than I had thought. Yeah. And that's the thing that, you know, as soon as you said that, I know I wanted to go into redefine yourself, but I think maybe that's just going to be the next segment. But it's just like, for me, even again, not having gone through this, um, shame is a hard emotion to identify. Like It's I, so sneaky. Yeah. Like... Um, you know, before I moved into the women's empowerment house and we, we sit around and talk about feelings, you know, Monday through Thursday in, in the group circle setting in the living room, you know, I kind of was like, I feel this thing, but I like, it's not angry, uh, but it's not like sad. And it's kind of this like emotion where I'm just like, I deserve this for some reason or mm-hmm. like, you know, and I really had a hard time like putting my finger on it. And I, it wasn't until like I spoke out or shared with other people that they were like, oh, like, you know, why do you feel so much shame? And I'm just like, oh, it's it's shame? Yeah. Isn't that odd? Yeah. And, and a similar reaction, like, oh, is that what that is? I, yeah. And so, like, I think that's super important because it, you know, I don't I don't know how else I would have identified it had someone not point the, pointed that out to me. So what, so what would you say, like, are some of the trains of thoughts that you had or that were pretty rampant that you can now identify as like, oh, that's shame. Oh, that's shame. I mean, I think it was exactly, there was fear of rejection. So Mm -hmm. I was scared that 
my husband never in a million years said that he was going to leave me, mm-hmm. right? But it's like kind of these fantastical journeys that your brain goes off on. Oh my gosh, you know, what are my what are my parents going to think? What are my in-laws going to think? I know they want to have grandkids. None of these people, these are not real thoughts that they have, mm-hmm. um, nor were they ever in the remotest way expressed to me in that way. But that's kind of as you build this story in your mind. Yeah. But it's uh, almost like the fear of abandonment trigger. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I'm not good enough. You're going to leave me because yeah. I can't do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, for me, it made me question, you know, I have a tendency um, – I'm very social normally. And then when I go into stress, I get very logical. I kind of turn into Spock. (laughs) (laughs) And so what was happening to me is, you know, my brain flips into logic mode and it's like, well, if uh, biologically I'm unable to have children, then clearly I'm not, I'm not good at anything. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. It's totally like a protective thing. It's like my heart's hurting so much. She can't handle it. So we're going to flip the off switch. We're going to cut off any access and we're going to go straight to the head because there's no feelings there. Yeah, totally. I like, I do the same thing. I like talk myself out of it. Uh I can just like, you know, analyze it or, you know, critique it so that it's like, no, no, we're going to, you're, no, no. (laughs) Stop, stop doing that heart. No feelings. Yes. You don't need to have feelings here. Yes. Wild. And so, It's like, what do you, so then what? So you identified that it was shame and then what do you, what do you do with that? I mean, I think for me, uncovering that it was shame was the first big aha. Because like I said, I think we, you know, we hear about shame our whole lives and then you don't, it's so hard to recognize. It's like Mm -hmm. it sneaks up and like smacks you, right? And you're like, wait, who was that? And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, shame. But you don't really recognize (laughs) it. Um, And then I think for me, it's just, like I said, the, one of the things Brene Brown talks about is when you have conversation about shame, it shines a light on it and shame grows. One of the, one of the things that I do in stress also is I isolate. Um. And for me, knowing A, what my shame triggers are, which you know goes far beyond fertility as it does for most people, but also recognizing in my body how it feels and my first inclination and for me it's like flight Mm. right Mm -hmm. so based on how you grew up as a kid and what your family dynamics are and all that other good stuff you know you're a fighter you're fight or flight I tend to want to like essentially cut myself off from the world and when I'm feeling that it's a good indication for me that I'm in shame Mm. so like if I get the oh you know that kind of you feel like your stomach's curdling at least Mm -hmm. that's how it feels in my body and then I want to go hide, then it's, that's pretty much, that's shame. Hey, hey, shame. Hey, shame. I was, you know, trying to hurry up and like, there's a really cool quote I heard about shame. And so I'm on the phone trying to like, oh, how do I find it? Um, and can't, of course, but it's okay. But the thing that I heard, or I remember about this quote, or maybe it's the definition is that no one's actually needed for shame. Oh, no. Like, no one triggered... Like, it doesn't have to be a trigger by somebody else. They don't have to be there. They don't have to be involved. Like, shame is so much like you and only you all by yourself. Absolutely. Like it's, only, it's like almost like a mental thing that you create by yourself. Oh, it, uh, 100%. And, like, I think that that's such a huge piece, right? Like, I'm, I'm just over here looking. It's like, uh, no audience is needed for feelings of guilt. No one else needs to know for the guilty person to be his own judge. Mm-hmm. It's like... So when you notice, it's like, oh, I'm feeling shame. It's like, oh, 
you know, I found something to create this in my own mind. Like mm-hmm. something set me off and I'm spiraling out with a ton of shame, <clears throat> which that was for me, like what I identified was really helpful. I was like, oh, I'm in shame. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally have no one to blame for this, but not blame, but like, yeah, blame. I always say blame because then I'm just like, I'm doing this to myself. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's almost like I like self-create this huge spiral of like, guilt and feeling awful and small and Mm -hmm. like not enough and not even worth it and you know so on and so on and so on and so I think you know really just wanting to identify and share that like if it's like no one's even around and you don't even have an audience and it's not because of anyone that it's likely shame it is and I would say the thing that's really important because one of the things that I'm also great at is I, I'll recognize I'm in shame and then I'll be ashamed that I'm in shame because like, why Duh. not? Right. Like, like we're twins. <laughs> and I'm sure you can hear that too, listener. You know, it's like you're not alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the greatest pieces of advice that my mother ever gave me was um, she would take a drag of her Ken King and she'd say, nobody ever died of terminal uniqueness. Oh, I love that. Isn't that that. great? And so, I mean, I think at the time that she first dispensed that information, I had been ditched at a dance by a boy and I was horrified and embarrassed. Mm. And she said, she sat me down and at the time I was like, what? But (laughs) it is really, it's been one of the mainstays of, because when you feel shame or, you know, when these emotions come up, you just feel it's isolation. You feel like you're on the other side of the glass. Everybody else is on the other side having a party and mm-hmm. you're on the outside mm-hmm. and no one's ever felt this before, but mm-hmm. that's not true. Yeah. It doesn't invalidate your experience and your mm-hmm. experience is different, but you can, you don't need to feel alone. I love that. I love that so much. That's really, that's really, really powerful. And, you know, one of the things I think of is like, for me, it's anytime I'm in shame, it's just write it out. I just have to get it out of my body. Yes. Let's share it. Take it to a friend. Like bounce it off someone so that you can hear. Like you're not the only one that has those feelings. You aren't alone. So honor your feelings. Feel them through. And be with them. They're part of the journey. All right. Tune in for our last segment. And we're going to dive into more. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlerner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit BizVidCommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D Communications.com. 
Looking to be a successful entrepreneur? The virtual assistant industry continues to be a top choice for those looking to start their own business. The problem can be how to become a virtual assistant. Many turn to the Bible of the VA industry, the book, Virtual Assistant, the series. And it's the perfect guide for office managers, executive assistants, and other administrative professionals looking to make the transition from employee to successful business owner. Go to vatheseries.com to get your copy today. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're in a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, then the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Olsher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many people get on the right path and clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step to realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting thereinventionworkshop.com today. No more delays. No more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to thereinventionworkshop.com today. That's thereinventionworkshop.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. All right, welcome back to Heart Empowered Women Radio. Today we've been talking about surviving the fertility process with Danielle Baldwin. And this is our last segment. And so we want to leave you on an empowered note. And like I always like to do, what's something you can take away? What's something you can try on? What's a shift in your perspective that you can see that is now possible or that you can, you know, make a tiny change? And so this last piece, I really think it's super important to dive into redefining yourself. So you've, you've been on this journey Maybe you found out that you um, have to do the fertility road. Maybe, you know, you're down a year and you maybe got another year to go, Um, you know, or maybe you just found out that you can't actually have children. So you get to this point, I hear, and what you're saying is that you kind of hit that rock bottom where you're like, well, now what? I'm not going to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Um what is some pointers or what's some of the biggest things that you realize that you want to share with the listener? So I would say probably the biggest thing that I learned from this entire journey, and it continues to come up in my life over and over and over and over again as someone who is 
very type A, is that um, it's it's easier to let go. Mm. It's scarier to let mm-hmm. go. Yeah. But when I had had this, you know, I'm going to be a director by 35 at my job and I'm going to be married and I'm going to have three kids and we're going to, you know, you have this whole vision of what your life is going to look like and then it's not going to look like that. Holding on to something, the tighter you hold, the more painful it is. And the Mm. sooner you can just let go of those expectations and be open to other things – it's that's what causes the most dramatic shift. Like mm. once I kind of came to the conclusion, you know, Chris and I were lucky enough that we became very close with our IVF nurse mm. and she approached us the following, probably six months later and offered us her frozen embryos. Oh my God. Is that, I, I bawled. Stop. Yeah. She was, oh. was, is, she's an incredible woman. And we really took some time to think about it and I didn't feel it in my heart and then I'm not going to take I'm not going to take that journey unless I really feel like it's something and I can feel it in my body and we didn't and we ended up turning it down Mm. so I'm consciously making a decision that the label of mother is not going to be mine which is something that I thought for years Mm -hmm. that I really desperately wanted and I made the conscious choice not to do it so Mm -hmm. I think it's really just about letting go and then it's it's a beautiful thing because you have the opportunity now to choose another path. Mm-hmm. So it's just like trying on clothes. I love that. You know, you can try on an outfit and you can love it and you can wear it the rest of your life mm-hmm. or you can try something else on and be like, hey, this just Maybe isn't not. really me. Mm-hmm. And you never have to do it again. Mm-hmm. But it gives you a huge sense of freedom if you're kind of open to different possibilities. Like so for me, what nonprofits can I become involved in that really impact kids since I'm not going to be bringing any of my own into the world or, mm-hmm. you know, through whatever process, fostering adoption, I'm not going to be doing that. How else can I impact kids? Mm. Um, so I think you just have an opportunity to choose. I really, I really love that piece. Like, thank you for breaking it down. And I think it's so important too, that it's like, I'm a person that when it's something doesn't go my way or something's not going as planned, it's like I want to add so much significance to it. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to make it the end of the world because, you know, that's what my survival mechanism knows how to do, right? Mm-hmm. My little doomed drama queen is like, that's it. You're done. <laughs> World's over. I can't even, you know, and like you're the way that you just like make this like, yeah, it's just like trying on clothes. Yeah. That's so powerful and so simple all mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I always think about that with my career journey. It's just like, you know, I wanted to be of service and make a difference. And like, that's Mm -hmm. all I knew that I wanted to do. I didn't know what modality it was. I didn't know how it was going to manifest. And then I became a paralegal and it was just like, yeah, okay, I got this. And then I like got into it. I was like, my heart, I can't do this work, you know? And so it's like, wow, it's as easy as taking the sweater off. And while it's wool and itchy on the way off, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, there it is on the floor. It didn't work onward and upward, you know? Um, I love that. Yeah. You know, that's so profound, but so simple. And I think that it's like, you know, what, what would you say was the next step? Like, okay, practicing letting go. Like, how did you move into like redefining yourself? Like, what did that process look like for you? I, I mean, I'm making it sound easy. And yeah. I do, and the <laughs> other thing I don't want to do is like cause it was not easy, right? Mm-hmm. It's painful. 
Um, but eventually it's something that you can move into. And I think it's important to make sure you feel all your feelings and you kind of get through all that and you process everything. Um, and then you just, you know, I'm going through another period of kind of redefining myself mm-hmm. now. I was in the mm-hmm. corporate world for 20 years and now I'm writing full time and I'm really looking at like coaching other writers mm-hmm. and really involved in memoir because I feel it's a platform for people to share really important stories mm. with other people. Yeah. Um, and it's not only very healing for the person that writes them, but also very healing in some cases for the people that read them so that they don't feel alone anymore. I love that. I so, love that so much. There's a, and there's a piece in what you're saying is kind of what's happening for me in my present, present life versus my past life. But currently, mm-hmm. and I, so I live in a women's empowerment house and we've had a young woman who's moved in and um, at 24 is kind of just lost, like mm-hmm. lost her significant other, lost her job, um, lost, you know, her support from her family. Like she's just totally at this raw, like, who am I if I'm not my career, if I'm not my relationship status, if I'm single, if I'm not being supported by my family and, you know, at 24, like I, I guess I am a little wise for my age, but I really kind of went in there and it was like, this is the opportunity that you get to find out who you are, like about who you are outside of all of the external like implications, like mm-hmm. mother, daughter, um, teacher, uh, you know, boyfriend, fiance, girlfriend, whatever it is, right? So once you're stripped of all of those, you get an opportunity to see who you actually are underneath it all. And that's kind of what I hear that you're saying as well. It's like, while we think that mother is our only and biggest, highest uh, role as a human being and like the big honor that we've been put on this earth for, Mm -hmm. it's like that doesn't make us who we are. That doesn't make us our identity. None of them do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just like for a long time, executive director was another label I had. You know, that doesn't, now I don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, it's really about not only mother, but it's also in relation to expectations from being a daughter or being a wife or being a spouse or a sibling, it's really taking all of those labels off Mm -hmm. and really figuring out, okay, this is who I am and this is who I want to be and this is what I want to do and then kind of rebuilding up from there. Yeah, and that's the thing that as a coach that I support um, my clients with is just really distinguishing their essence. Yeah. And your essence is who you are before the world tells you who to become. Yes. And, you know, my essence is authenticity, exuberance, charisma, wisdom, and empathy. And those don't have labels. Like, that's just who I am, right? And I want people to hear in that for themselves that you aren't your jobs, your roles, your statuses, your titles. Like, you are your essence. Right. Very important. Yeah. And every obstacle that's put in your way and every crisis or situation or mind-blowing, like, unfolding is so that you can get an opportunity to find out who you are underneath that. It's like challenging you to strip this title that you're clinging on so hard to. You gotta let it go. And find yourself. Yes. I love this. And just like that, time is up. And I feel like we could do this for six (laughs) more hours. But Danielle, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for having me. Listener, I hope you reach out to her. Please reach out to me. Whatever you hear for yourself, please take on something today and know that you are not alone are enough you're worthy and this is just an obstacle so you can find your truest self 
Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. 